Hey, you guys, this is Kristen, and welcome to episode 34 of the show. I am very excited that you guys are joining me again. Um, and I, I started, I pulled up the podcast the other day and was looking back at the reviews, and someone so graciously uh, wrote a review and left that for me and was talking about the inspiration that they got from this. And I just want to say how much I appreciate that. I know that, you know, that's one other thing that you would have to do is just taking the time to sit down and, and write that review, and that really, really truly did mean a lot. So if if that was you, thank you. Uh, If you're listening to this and you don't mind, please leave a review. Uh, This is one of those things that I don't pay for. Like I I don't um, get paid for it. Like this is something that is absolutely free. Uh, It's a free service. Um, You can access it for free. I don't get anything for doing it. Um, It just literally is just a free resource. And so you sharing uh, that this has benefited you in some way is just really it's encouraging to me personally so that I know that, you know, for a, a while when I started this podcast or even before I began, I, I was kind of fearful about stepping out and doing it and felt a little bit intimidated. I know you guys have heard me talking about how I feel like we have to lean into our fear sometime. Well, this was one of those things that I just felt like, you know, not a lot of people would listen. And I've been doing this now for probably about three months, I guess, maybe I don't, I'm not, something like that. And uh, I'm hearing from you that that people are getting value from it. And so if you are one of those people that have left a review or any of those stars, I just I want to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart. So with that being said, if you guys will take a screenshot of this and add it to your Facebook or Instagram stories, you can tag me at Morris Kristen and I will reshare that to my story. If you have any takeaways, you can list those there. Um, please share this with a friend if you feel like they can maybe get some value from it. Um, I'm just sharing my heart. And hopefully it, it's impacting you in some way. Uh, and so today what I want to talk to you guys about is about having a plan. And not just having a plan, because y'all know I'm big on action steps. I'm big on having a plan and trying to follow through in the best way that you can. But I want to take a spin on that and I, I kind of want to turn it into something because we all have had plans that have just not gone the way that we wanted them to. We've had times in our life where we we had intentions of doing something, but then life took us in a different direction. Uh, I never intended becoming a mom so young. You know, I kind of, my, my parents and stuff would tell me, you know, we got married young. And so that was a something that they warned me about. But I never, ever would have thought that I would have become a mom at 19 years old. Uh, it, it just, it was one of those things that just happened. And I know that when you're in the moment of circumstances like that where something unexpected comes up, it sometimes throws you for a loop. And depending on what type of personality you have, you handle it in different ways. You know, when you look back on circumstances like that, though, I feel like it has, you can look back and you can see that there was, there was literally a plan. You know, I don't know where you stand um, and what your belief system is, but, you know, I always, I always look back and even when I'm in the midst of a storm, I, I find myself saying God has a plan in this. He has a purpose. He will accomplish the thing that he wants to take place. And so even when you're in the middle of that storm, I want to remind you of that. But I, I really want to focus today on how we uh, as you know, entrepreneurs or as people that are just trying to be successful in life, how or what we should do when the plan fails. How should we approach it? 
What should our mindset look like? You know, I was thinking about this. This is really, this has really been laying on my heart since this morning. I, my kids are doing virtual learning this week. It was their first week back to school from Christmas break. And the school board had decided that they were going to um, allow the kids to stay home for the week. But they were going to have the teachers go back. And what would happen would be they would, um, they would be learning from home. And so everyone across the school district, the kids are home and they're doing their virtual learning. Well, this morning my daughter got on, my youngest, and she she logged onto her computer and she signed up. They use Google Meets instead of Zoom, but they got on their Google Meet and they, they were sitting there. And for some reason, it just kept getting really spotty. Uh, the teacher get, kept getting kicked off. Uh, like they were just having a difficult time. And I remember the the teacher stepped on one time and she said, you guys, I'm really sorry. You know, like I can see that, that this is just not going to work. And she said, this is not probably the best use of our use of our time. So this is what we're going to do instead. And it reminded me so much of whenever I was in the classroom and how we would have a plan. You know, we, we created our lesson plans every day, every week. We had a plan for what was going to happen, but sometimes things got in the way of the plan. You know, sometimes we had a plan that we were going to teach, you know, something in math, and then we find out that the kids weren't really prepared for that, you know. Maybe we had intentions to cover a certain thing, but then we did a quick check and we realized very fast that the kids weren't ready for it. And so we needed to go back and we needed to reteach. You know, there's been times that I've been in the classroom and you know, we had things, things were running smoothly. And then all of a sudden you have a student that has a behavior issue. And that takes the majority of the focus or the time during the lesson that you're not able to really spend on teaching. I remember one year, oh my gosh, I felt like I was like, I don't know, I had all kinds of stuff going on in my room. You know, there'd be kids fighting in one corner. There'd be one kid hiding underneath the table, tearing up paper, tearing up pencils. Like it was literally like, like juggling, like me just trying to put out fires basically all day long. And I remember at the end of the day, just being exhausted because I never could get to what it was that I had intended on getting through that day. And I imagined that this morning, those teachers were getting frustrated because they had a plan. They they wanted to accomplish a certain number of things today to be able to teach those kids and it just wasn't happening. The internet wasn't being cooperative. You know, in life, we deal with things. You know, I talked about me having uh, Riley when I was 19 years old. You know, I was freshman in college. My husband and I had just gotten married. We were married for about, let's see, June and then October is when I found out we were pregnant we weren't married that long and we found out we were expecting and, you know, it, we were living on one income and it was a challenge for those, those first few years. You know, there's been times that, you know, people will, you know, we go through life and we do things. I know I remember, you know, I tell you all the time about how I used to run, run, run. But then when my granny got sick, I remember hospice coming in and me every afternoon after work going to my granny's house because that was the priority, you know, spending time with them, making sure that I was there those last few days that she was with us. You know, people deal with different circumstances. People have things that come up in life. You know, people lose their jobs. I know this pandemic has really put a ringer in a lot of people's lives. You know, I, I, when I got this job and I started making more money, 
I was super excited because I thought, you know, maybe we can start saving and we can start doing this. And then it seems like it was one thing right after the other. I don't know if y'all can relate to that, but like our, you know, my husband's truck was acting up. So then we had to take it to the shop and that was $1,200. Like there was just, there's just always something that I feel like comes up. And it's, it's interesting because in situations like that, especially like if you get, you know, like you get some unexpected money, maybe you get a bonus at work or something like that. And then you get super excited about it. Maybe y'all, I hope you I hope maybe I'm speaking to somebody today, but like you, you get that bonus at work and you're super excited thinking you're gonna be able to save it or you're gonna be able to do something fun with it. And then your car breaks down or the refrigerator goes out and you have to buy a new refrigerator. And every single time that has ever happened to me, it's funny because I'll, I'll, you get disappointed because you're like, God, you know, I really thought that I was going to be able to use this money for so-and-so. And then you stop and you think about it and you go, well, that was why I got that money. That There was a purpose behind me getting that extra cash or that bonus or, you know, whatever. God had a plan in that. And I think that that's pretty much what life is. It is about what we like to call, especially in the teaching profession, monitoring and adjusting. Life is full of me just going with the flow, rolling with the punches. There are going to be obstacles that are going to come our way. You know, things are going to happen and you you have to be strong enough to in those moments to evaluate and go, all right, well, that didn't work. Let's, what can we do next? And if you have a personality that is able to withstand moments like that in your life, because I will tell you, moments like that are not forever. Your life is not always going to be one obstacle right after the other. You all, I know, can look at your life in the past and you can say, you know, we had periods of time that life was good. I felt blessed. I was happy. But then there are times when things are just hard. I remember when I was in grad school, my husband and I started having trouble. We were, you know, we were very distant. Uh, we were having difficult um, difficulties with communication. Um, you know, we weren't really sharing the workload around the house. And because I was working full time and going to school and coming home and taking care of all of the responsibilities, I could really find myself just wearing very, very thin and not communicating that with my husband on uh, a daily basis, basically. Me just kind of bottling in and just getting frustrated and not communicating with him and letting him know where I stood and how I needed more of his help. I needed for him to step up. It really had an impact on our relationship. And I remember me starting to grow a resentment toward him. And it got to a place where we were like, okay, we gotta, we gotta go see a counselor. We need to go talk this out because, you know, we were on the verge of, of separating and we got into the, into the counselor's office. We started showing up to the appointments and it was funny because the counselor, I think he thought that maybe someone had cheated. And so he, he started that conversation with us and we were like, um, we were so confused. But once he started to recognize what the issue was and we were, I was telling him about me being in grad school and, you know, we started communicating back and forth. He was like, he, he brought up something to me that I feel like is super necessary for every person on this planet to have a solid understanding of. And he said, keep in mind that this is a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Now, that will preach. A short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. 
You know, we'll get in moments when things are hard and we will literally want to throw in the towel because we feel like, oh, well, we're just stuck in a rut or, oh, this is just not going to work. When if we would just press forward and lean into those moments and look at them as, you know, growing pains, learning experiences, hurdles that we need to get through in order to experience growth and progress in our life, I think we would be so much better off. You know, I said monitoring, adjusting, you know, how do you handle it when things don't go your way? Are you the type of person that gets angry and takes it out on the world around you? Do you take it out on your family? Do you take it out on your children? Do you, you throw in the towel every waking second that something doesn't go the way you expected it to? You know, uh, is it, is it possible that you have set yourself up for failure because you had this unrealistic expectation? Or is it that you you just experienced a bump in the road? Is it is it something that you can press forward into so that you can get to the place where you, you want to be? I don't know. How do you handle it? Well, I will tell you, for me personally, I am huge on setting a goal for myself and I hold very, very high expectations. For myself and and in the eyes of other people, you know, I unfortunately am am a people pleaser, and I, I I try really hard. The older I get, I feel like I'm not so much as I used to be. But you know, we want validation. We do. If you if there, I don't I don't think that there's any person on the planet who doesn't want for someone to tell them that they've done a good job on something. I just don't think that that's the case. You know, we want for people to have a good opinion when we do something that deserves praise or that we do something that we feel like is good. But when we set goals for ourselves and we don't reach them or maybe, you know, we don't get the praise that we were hoping for, sometimes we will look at that as we're a failure. You know, yesterday I talked about on the podcast about self-doubt and how even in moments like that, sometimes we will allow those things to help us self-sabotage. We'll start getting in our head and start thinking about all the ways that we don't measure up or, you know, oh, well, I did this and no one ever noticed. No one paid attention to me. So what's the purpose in me trying again? You know, we'll get stuck in that headspace. But I'm here to tell you that we can't become blinded by a present circumstance. We can't become consumed with the fact that things aren't going well right now. If you're stuck in the present, you'll never, ever move forward. If you're stuck in the past, I can promise you, you'll never go forward. I think it's super important that, you know, as we're walking through this life and we're, you know, we're all on a journey, every single one of us, and the the choices that we make, the attitudes that we have are impacting our future. And the world is changing whether we want to or not. Like it's just continually moving. It's continually evolving. People's opinions are changing. You know, culture is shifting. We are a part of an environment that is not going to be the same five years from now, two months from now even. So I think it's important for us to sometimes reflect on the past and us to look at, you know, the progress that we've made or the choices that we have made so that, you know, oh, well, that was a mistake. Maybe I need to, to, to fix that or adjust that. You know, oh, that was a moment whenever I experienced success. Maybe I need to duplicate that. I think those moments are okay, but I think when you become consumed with the past, you know, we've had people at our church that have said, you know, oh, I just wish church was like it was a long time ago. 
And I've heard preachers even tell us, and they're like, you know, you're living in the past. I can't tell you that what happened a long time ago wasn't good because it was. But you're not going to continue to experience a spiritual revival within your heart or your soul by living in what has already taken place. It's a continual renewing of your mind. I mean, isn't that what scripture says? You know, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to be consistently looking forward to growth. Is it okay for me to dwell on some of the things that we've you know, experienced that have propelled us forward? Absolutely. I think you should. But it's when you live in those moments and you dwell in those moments and you feel like that's all there is, then you have a problem. You know, we have to be willing to transform. You know, I think that when we when we set ourselves up for a goal and we don't meet it, I think, you know, for, for some of us, that, that can be very devastating. And I'm not talking about, you know, if you... You set a realistic goal for yourself and you you were just shy. Okay? So I want you to think about that. If if you were setting a goal for yourself and you, you know, you almost hit it or you were just shy of it. Maybe it's, you know, in our businesses a lot of a lot of people when they start the business, the dream is you're going to hit champ. You know, champ rank status, you're going to earn that car, you're going to lead a team, you know, stepping into that role. And I will tell you, there's a number of people that will, they'll be headed in that direction, they're building their business, and then they don't, they don't hit it. They don't make the rank. They don't get where it is that they had intended. And some of them will experience disappointment. In fact, all of them, honestly, let's, let's be honest, if you don't hit a goal, you're probably disappointed. You know, when you don't hit a goal and you're disappointed, I think that it's okay for you to feel that way. I think it is okay for you to sit there and go, man, I really, really wanted that. I don't see that there's anything wrong with you feeling a a period of disappointment. It's dwelling in that. It's sticking around to it. You know, we were planning a, uh, every year we go on a youth event at the end of January, beginning of February. So I was that last weekend. We go to Gatlinburg with our youth. Um, huge, I mean, I work with our kids at church. I think I've shared that with you guys. And it's a, it's a youth conference and they have a concert and then they have, you know, speakers that come and it's, it's amazing. The kids, you know, we offer skiing one day. We go shopping downtown Gatlinburg. We just, I mean, it's really, it's a great experience and it's, it's become a tradition. I mean, we've been doing it for years at our church through the conference of our, um, of our, our church organization through the IPHC. Anyway, uh, because of the pandemic, it has been canceled. Now, we went last year, and it was right at the end of the pandemic. I mean, right before the pandemic started. We went in January. I think we did. I don't think they canceled it. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think they canceled it last year. It was right at the end of January. Anyway, we went, and then, yes, we did. We went last year, yes because it was right before I started my keto journey. You're, yes, I am. Y'all, I'm babbling. Sorry. Anyway, we went last January. And then, so normally with our youth, we take two major youth trips a year. We go to Accelerant in January, in the winter months. And then in the summer, we do another uh, conference. And it's a, it's a talent competition slash conference. They have um, kind of the similar, like they have talent during the day. The kids do like you know, singing and music and interpretive dance and things like that. So it's a competition during the day, but then at night we also have services and in the morning. But 
because of the pandemic back in July, that was canceled. And the kids were super disappointed. I was disappointed, but that was in the height of the COVID pandemic. And then it branched out and they told us, you know, in January, they were going to have to unfortunately cancel the conference um, for Accelerant. And so our church got together and we were like, gosh, you know, a lot has been taken away. We normally would take like quarterly trips, like outings to the skating rink or the bowling alley or things like that. And we haven't been able to do literally anything since February of last year. And so we were like, you know what, we're just going to, hopefully things will be back to normal or, or close to back to normal. This was back in like September, October of last year. We we're like, maybe things will slow down. And we'll be able to go. So we'll we'll just plan our own retreat. We'll go. We'll we'll rent a cabin. We will. I mean, it'll be a big cabin. We'll have everybody in there, and we'll just do our own. You know, our own worship. We'll do our own. Um, you know, our own devotions, and we'll that way we can still have that time together because it's really a bonding moment for those kids. And so we just we made the decision. We booked the cabin. Well, we had to make the decision this week that we were going to have to to postpone the trip, and that was. That was hard. Number one, because, you know, we all want to go. But it was also a, a decision that we knew that was going to let our kids down because they had been looking forward to it. You know, they'd been shut in just like the rest of us in this world. You know, we're all experiencing disappointment right now. And this was kind of like that, oh, something to look forward to. But because of circumstances with the pandemic, we we were forced to to postpone the trip. And... I say that because it's okay that we're disappointed. You know, the plan was for us to go. We've been we've been fundraising and we've been doing this and we've had kids that have paid money down for deposits and you know, we were almost to that place. The trip was in 3 weeks. We're disappointed. The plan didn't work out the way we intended it for it to. Do is that okay? Yes, it's okay. But instead, we have to look for a silver lining. You know, when you experience moments of disappointment in your life, you have to go, what is it that is good in this situation? You know, for the pandemic, a lot of people, you know, losing their jobs or having to work from home. Yeah, it's been hard. Having to to do e-learning with our kids has been probably the hardest thing that a lot of people have had to do. You guys, I'm a teacher and doing it has been hard. So I completely understand and I can empathize with people. We've all experienced some form of disappointment within this disappointment within this last year and it's okay that we're frustrated about it, but we have to look at the silver lining. For me, it was going, okay. I recognize that the amount of energy that I was putting into my job was taking precedence over my family. I needed to make a change. You know, I haven't quite figured out what that silver lining is for us canceling this trip. You know, I'm still disappointed, but I'm looking to, okay, well, what is it that we can do instead? What am I learning? You know, like I told you earlier, you know, I, I've gotten, my, my paycheck is better than it's ever been in my life. And, you know, we've had circumstances that come up, but thankfully I have the money to pay for them now. Whereas before, you know, it would have to get put on a credit card. What is the silver lining in your circumstance? You know, maybe you're dealing with a relationship where someone has been just downright nasty to you and mistreated you or said things about you that have made you feel like you are less than or inferior, you know, and you get to a place where maybe now 
where you had hoped that this friendship would become something better, but instead it's not, and you're having to to close that door. Well, the silver lining there is that, you know, you've grown a backbone and that you're able to tell that person or, or step up for yourself or move on to something better. Or you've, you've been able to equip yourself with what you need so that you can grow and change or, or depend on or, you know, reach out to other people for help. That is progress. That is growth. So what is your silver lining? You know, I think it, we talk about in the business a lot. There's a, there's a term. It's called adaptability. Successful people have a higher adaptability quotient than people that do not. Let me explain what that means. People that have a higher adaptability quotient or AQ can determine what is important in their life and they can filter out the things that are less important. Now, me and my job teaching, that was important. But whenever I look at that in comparison to my family, which was more important? My family. So the precedence there was, you know, yes, I may be closing the door on something that I had worked a lot of my life trying to build up and become confident in. You know, I had just won teacher of the year last school year. That was a great accomplishment for me that I was very proud of. And was it hard for me to walk away from that? Absolutely it was. It was so hard. But the silver lining there is that I know that I was able to be a better version of mom or wife to my family, not just, you know, during the summer months, but all year long. You know, I could have the option to to invest in them, whereas before I didn't. You know, my hours were written for me. I had to I had to be consumed by that for most of my day every single day. You know, people with an AQ will look at something as a challenge, but they won't be afraid of it. Maybe they'll be intimidated a little bit, but they won't be afraid of a challenge because they understand that action is what creates change and they're not going to shy away from that. You know, I talked a little bit, a little bit ago about how, you know, some of us are dwelling in the past. We, we know that this works. We want to stick with it, but we're not willing to press forward and try something new. Um, the CEO of our company, he was talking about how, you know, like there's a, there's an analogy or, or what is it called? A, um, I can't remember the name of it, but an adage that people say, don't fix what's not broken. Have you ever heard someone say that you don't fix what's not broken? Well, he was like, you know, I think that maybe I, in the, the time period that we live in, you know, with things evolving so quickly that it's important that we don't really stay in that mindset of, oh, well, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But, but look at something that is working and go, how can we make it better? How can we make it stronger? You know, looking at the past and going, this worked. So how can I tweak it so that it's even better than it was before? You know, people with a higher AQ are not going to be defeated by a struggle. They're going to be that type of person that's going to look at a situation and go, well, you know, that plan didn't work. So let's try this instead. You know, they are okay with accepting the challenge of creating change. They're not going to shy away from it. So what is it that we can do when the plan fails? How can we become that person with the higher AQ that goes, you know, I'm okay with, you know, the season that I'm in right now because I know that it's a growing season. 
I know that it's difficult, but I I know that it's only going to last for so long. And when this is over, I'm going to become stronger. I'm going to have a greater influence. I'm going to be able to impact. My family is going to be even better than they were before because this is just a season. Because this plateau that I'm in is only going to last for so long, I'm okay with that. Ask yourself this question. What if? You know, what if things were different? If you're asking yourself that what if question, often you're thinking about, you know, scenarios or situations in your life changing. Maybe, you know, what if you're, you did lose your job? What if your child did get sick? And I'm, I don't think that it's important for us to reflect on negative all of the time. Because obviously, you know, that, that can be pretty depressing, right? Like you don't want to depress your whole, yeah, you don't want, yeah, y'all get what I'm saying. But what if those things happened? How would you handle it? You know, if, if I'm thinking forward to my refrigerator could break at any moment or, you know, there could be something that could happen to my tire. Like people carry around spares in their back of their car for a reason because what if you get a flat tire? You have to have a backup, you know? Why do people have savings accounts? Well, what if, what if an unexpected expense comes up? You know, it's not that you're dwelling on there's going to be something bad that can happen at any second, but you're prepared in case it does. You're not living in the, oh my gosh, you know, my life is awful or bad things are always happening, but you're going, I'm, I'm, things are good right now. So while things are good, I'm going to, I'm going to prepare myself for when things aren't so good. You know, it's that preventative maintenance. I think I've shared that with you guys before. You know, God is good to me all the time, even in the bad times. But if it weren't for the bad times that have happened in my life, I wouldn't appreciate the good times as much. Is that right or am I right? Maybe we need to to look at ways to improve. So I challenge you to take a look at your life right now and go, you know, this is working for me. You know, in my business, I, I've, I have become successful in a short amount of time. And people will tell me all the time, like, Kristen, you know, like, uh, what are you doing over there? And I, and I try very hard. It's something that, you know, I'm very, very grateful. I'm, I'm extremely grateful. And I'm not saying that I've reached this just by chance. I've worked hard to get where I'm at. You know, I have a great work ethic. I'm very committed But I also know that in order to continue to be successful, I need to look at and evaluate daily, what is it that I can do to become better? How can I expand my influence by creating relationships? What else can I do? How else can I show up as a better version of me? What else can I do to impact the world? Now, I'm not saying spread yourself thin, you know, I think work smarter versus harder. And that's what the reflection piece is, is looking back at what's been good in your life and how you got there and just tweaking it a little bit. You know, when you do something for a while, you become good and you become efficient at it. Your time becomes, you know, you could do things faster than you ever did before. So if if that's the case and the time that you used to use, what, what are you doing now? I'm leaning into that and I'm pushing forward and, and, and expecting myself to become a better me so that I can inspire someone else. I do think that not dwelling in the past is going to be the key. You know, our, we're going to have plans that are just not going to go the way we want for it to. We're going to have good things that happen in our life, but 
Failure is inevitable, especially if you are reaching out, you are reaching up and you are reaching forward to something greater or something new. You're going to, you're going to trip up and fall. You're, you're not going to be successful 100% of the time. So have that plan. What are you doing to reevaluate and become more adaptable in situations that come against you, you know, in your relationships, in your job, whatever we need to be able to adapt in ways today much, much greater than people did yesterday. I love you guys. I hope you guys got some value out of this. Again, take a screenshot of it, add it to your stories. Let me know if that this had an impact you on any way. I appreciate you guys for listening. God bless.